Uh, his kids go to school with uh, okay. my children, gotcha. who are not my children. They're sort of, they're sort of your children. <laughs> oh, you got that going on, too? I do have that I'm going on, that too. Like Wait, you're like in that two. program? Let's keep saying, I bought the farm with the chickens on it. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. That's a nice way of saying it, Carl. Oh, I, like I, did, I did not know that. So. I got them when they were three. Okay. So I missed all the fucking the twi- shit. The, the twins were three and four when I showed up. Right. Yeah. Basically. All right. So they pretty much look at you that, you know, you're the dad, man. Yeah. But if they really fuck up, I can blackjack dealer. Like, oh, that ain't my problem. <laughs> that's, that's, you can just out. Thank you for playing. That was a, that was a, <laughs> not, I'm like, Marie, nobody in my family eats fucking batteries. That's your yes. fucking, I don't know what he's doing in the corner. That used to be, a, I forgot whose joke that was, but there was a, some New York comic that was in his act where he goes, uh, I was dating a blackjack dealer and I knew it was over when she went. We're done. Yeah, we're yeah. She, she did the clap the table. Like I got with the kid's thing. soccer game, and he's on the wrong field. I'm like, Marie, what the fuck? That's, yeah. that's your problem. That was my kid. He was nine goals already. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Blue Chew? It's been a moment. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E, at checkout. Just pay the $5 shipping. You know Blue Chew helps you with your boners, right? Yep, that's right. Alex Jones is pure garbage. When he put those families through uh, at Sandy Hook, he's pure and utter garbage. And he's a con man. And uh, what's sad is yesterday during, um, during the news that Alex Jones had to pay a billion dollars to the families of Sandy Hook, the amount of people that were still supporting Alex Jones was completely and utterly pathetic. The lack of empathy in humanity is uh, downright depressing. It, it, is, it is pathetic. And know who else is pathetic? Joe Rogan for having a relationship with Alex Jones. Know who else is pathetic? Anthony Cumia for filling in for Alex Jones when he wasn't available to do his info wars. How famous do you need to be that you would say yes to filling in for that monster, Alex Jones? And sadly, those families won't even see a penny of that goddamn money. He's going to appeal the decision. He's going to fight this for a very, very long time. He went into bankruptcy. He's doing everything he can so he doesn't have to pay these families a dime. He's human garbage. And the lack of empathy towards uh, these families is what really, really, really has me pissed off this morning. It was all over social media yesterday. People still supporting Alex Jones. He's a con man. He's an absolute con man. To suggest that thing uh, never happened. And then, you know, all his followers said, oh, we'll take the ball and run with this. And then uh, they harassed the families of uh, the Sandy Hook victims for years Families had to move. It's one thing that you got to deal with a tragedy like that, but then you got all these people now attacking you, threatening you. How dare you be a part of this when they lost kids? They lost kids. And then uh, some of these lovely people out there, they actually start sending pictures of dead kids to the families of the Sandy Hook uh, victims. Because they're like, you don't really know what a dead kid looks like, so we're sending you pictures. Alex Jones is pure garbage. 
Cheers and welcome to my uh, my live stream 500 feet above uh, New York City here in Manhattan. I'm just I'm just so fired up and and uh, pissed off and bummed out by uh, by people's lack of empathy in America. It's 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 really starting to become pathetic. And you know I was one of those guys when I was coming up in radio. I was I was all in questioning. I mean everything, and I still think you should question everything. But then it gets to a point where you should use your stupid brain, your stupid head. As in, the earth is not flat. Birds are real. Sandy Hook really happened. God. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Welcome to the live stream for real. Hi, RJ Henners. Yeah, I, I am fired up, man, because, you know... That trial was brutal for the the families of uh, Sandy Hook. They had to sit through that and listen to all sorts of fucking nonsense. And Alex Jones continues to barely take any responsibility for the whole goddamn thing. He's a con artist using his own audience. They're now giving him money. Now he's getting money. And then you got people like Joe Rogan. He has Alex Jones on his show. And they're all just, he's just giggling along with this guy. I don't know, man. This this world is uh, this world is pretty um, this world is pretty effed up, and and it's really it's really really sad to be uh, completely honest with you. I knew there were people out there that didn't um, didn't have empathy; they lacked it. But I didn't realize to the extent, and I think that's what really really bothers me and depresses me on a on a regular basis. And then it comes down to politics. Like if you're I guess if you're against the libs and the dems, then you got to like, you got to support this Alex Jones crap, all of it, instead of maybe going, you know, no, 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 let's wait a minute. I kind of like Alex Jones, but he's really out of his mind when it comes to this Sandy Hook thing. But in this world, you can't, you got to be all in or all out. Free speech comes with a huge responsibility, Vincent Scaramuzzo. I've always understood that. And, uh, you know, to hide behind free speech like Alex Jones is attempting to do is uh, is incredibly fucking pathetic. You know, uh, free speech, there's a huge responsibility there. And and for some reason, people don't take that responsibility um, seriously. Anyway, um, yeah, it's going to be a cloudy day here in New York. Uh, With that, uh, sorry, sorry I started that way, but man... You know, I, I just turned on. That's why I'm not on Twitter as much. It's just a cesspool of just horrible and mentally ill people. <laughs> Dude, you're in the minority with the prosecution. When we start suing people for $1 billion over a couple of words, we're in real fucking trouble and our justice system is fucked. All right, good for you. I hope, I, I hope that works out for you. I mean, call me crazy, but I'm on the side of... Uh, the families that lost six-year-olds. Sorry, I know that sounds nuts. That's crazy. I'm on the side of the families that lost six-year-olds, that got death threats, that, that had to deal with a, a, a death of a child, and then said, you know what, now we got to move around because we're scared for our lives because no one believes this happened. I'm for those people. When it comes down to it, I'm for those people, yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's more than words. Those poor families were harassed. They were harassed big time. They moved multiple times. 
Their phone was ringing with the most awful people in America threatening their lives as they're trying to deal with the death of a child. And then they started mailing them pictures because they, they said, you don't know what a, what a dead uh, person or a dead kid looks like. So let's, I, I want to show you. Can you imagine? And Alex Jones, <laughs> buy my vitamins. Right on. Let's do this. He had, a, he had a lot of control in the situation, and he chose to just keep going all in, all in, all in. He knew what was going on. He, he had many opportunities to back the fuck out. Uh, Alex didn't kill the kids. He's a goofball conspiracy guy, not to be taken seriously. But the problem is, Regal, Regal, that a lot of people do take him seriously, yet he's actually 90% right on things that I've actually... Uh, so why doesn't he... Why doesn't he why didn't he just deal with the stuff that, uh, you know, was 90% right? If he had a good track record with his conspiracy stuff, he didn't, have to, he didn't have to go all in with the Sandy Hook crap. That's my whole point. That's what makes him a fucking piece of garbage monster. If you, you know, if he was right with a lot of the conspiracy crap, then all right, stick with that stuff. Know when you're in over your head and back out. We had him on the radio show years ago. I'm like, this guy is full of crap. We used to make fun of him and laugh at him after after he hung up. Opie, uh, I hope you start making radio money again. I remember you mentioned on an earlier episode that soon you won't be a multi-millionaire. So I hope for the best. It's all right. You know, money doesn't really define me. I'm... I would like to make a little more money, of course. I would like to have a little bigger audience, of course. But that crap doesn't define me. I mean, the free speech thing is is very delicate. It really, really is. When you have the power uh, to really influence a lot of people with your free speech, I really believe it comes with a massive responsibility. And you could argue that Alex Jones was in his right as far as free speech goes. All right, fine, fine. But somewhere in his stupid head, he needs to realize that it it is a huge responsibility and that he should back out of some of this garbage. Uh, people used to say the same thing about the ONA show. Oh, you just got old and more. Okay, I'm not. The whole um, liberal thing is stupid too. No, I always understood we had responsibility, and we weren't perfect, and we did some crazy, outrageous stuff, and we probably did hurt some people with some of the stuff we were saying. So I kind of understand this world a bit. Li- the liberal thing, dude. I, I, I hate. I hate interacting with stupid people. I hate interacting with people that are copy and paste people. There's a couple talking points out there and they'll recite that shit to you. I'm literally uh, uh, a guy that, that doesn't follow blindly a political party and I like things from both fucking parties. That doesn't make me a liberal, you idiot! Uh, what about the Three Stooges bit you guys did on Sandusky? The funniest radio I ever heard at the expense of those children being raped. Do you take responsibility? I, 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 I don't think you'll hear my voice doing much with that bit. There were bits that were happening in front of my eyes that I absolutely were completely against.
So, yeah, but it was my show, so sure, I take responsibility, yes. I'll be the first one to tell you I'm not fucking perfect. But because of the type of show I did, I kind of understand this world a little bit more. If you want to know the truth, I hated the pedo humor garbage that the Opie and Anthony show did. And I should have spoke up more. Okay? That's on me. There were a lot of things on the Opie and Anthony show that I, were, I was against. And it's on me that I didn't speak up. Or speak up more. That's on me. 100 fucking percent. And I'll also say that I wasn't, I wasn't perfect. I did horrific things as part of the Opie and Anthony show. Absolutely. But a person could evolve and grow and have different uh, ways of looking at things as they get older. But it's not about me. I, I mean, stop deflecting. Alex Jones is, is just garbage. Hey, I want to thank Blue Chew for being part of this podcast for a really long time. It's greatly appreciated. And it's appreciated that you're supporting the sponsors like Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. And you can try it for free right now by using the promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E, at checkout. Just pay the $5 shipping. Yeah, you can take them anytime, day or night. So you can plan ahead. We want to plan ahead sometimes, right? Of course we do. The process is simple. This is what you do. You sign up at BlueChew.com. You consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Discreet packaging. You don't have to go to the doctor's office. You don't have to wait online at the pharmacy. Everything is done all nice for you. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help you out. And we've got a special deal for you. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code OPIE at checkout. Just pay the $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code OPIE to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the podcast. Promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E, at BlueChew.com to try it for free. What's up, Hope? Some of my favorite episodes are the ones with Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee is absolutely, incredibly talented. He credits the show for his current success in developing in podcasts. What was it like to work with him? Absolutely amazing. Bobby Lee was the real deal. I, I, I Half the time... I don't know if he was putting on an act or not. I mean, he, uh, he seemed to have a lot of anxiety issues. My favorite Bobby Lee bit, we had a studio on uh, 57th Street, and um, they built this multi-million dollar facility for just me and Anthony. That's how well we were doing back in the day. And the console, so it was the big table with the microphone sticking out of it. You know, you've seen that uh, shot a million times from uh, podcasts, whatever. So they built ours, our table, in such a way, because a lot of radio guys, we like to stand up during a, a radio show as well, and then you, you like to sit down, especially if you're doing talk radio, you're, you want to sit down for a little bit, but then you're like, you know what, I want to stand up for a little bit. So XM, they were absolutely awesome. They, they built this, uh, this console, this table that rose. So... During the show, I would look at the guys like, you guys want to stand for a while or whatever? And Jimmy and Ann would say, sure. And then I, we'd raise the table so we could stand. So everything, our mics and everything would be naturally where they need to be if we're standing for a broadcast. 
And they were like, all right, let's sit back down and we would lower the table. Um, not many people knew that the, the table could do that. So when Bobby Lee used to do our, our radio show, we would raise the table without him knowing it. And he would be looking around like, is anyone else seeing this? And we would be like, what are you talking about, Bobby? Uh, acting like we have no idea what he's talking about, that the table's not lowering or raising. And he thought he was losing his mind. And we never, I don't think we ever told him. I don't think we ever told him that there was just a button that could raise and lower the, uh, the table as we were doing our radio show. Bobby's, uh, Bobby's awesome. He deserves all the success he, he has. He's, he seems like a decent... A decent person, too. So uh, I think he is a guy that has empathy. I, li- I like people that have that show some form, uh, some form of empathy. Uh, 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 uh. What else is going on? So honestly, I had a really good day yesterday. I, um, I got, a, uh, I got a, uh, a text from my friend Stunt Brain, Michael Pelka. He was, well, he's still doing radio, but he, he's literally a radio legend. He... He was huge in uh, New York City Radio. He worked for Scott Shannon and Z100. He had quite the track record. I met him because when K-Rock uh, hired us after Howard Stern left and we were doing radio for both satellite and regular radio and we had to split our time, uh, CBS Radio at the time, they wanted us to have a producer for just the uh, regular radio slash K-Rock side. Does this make sense? I hope so. Basically, we would start our show and we'd be on satellite and regular radio. And then around, I forget now, nine o'clock, we left regular radio and continued on satellite. It was crazy. That deal was absolutely insane. And the two companies didn't want to work together. So we were the ones that suffered. And we had to actually move from one studio to the other in the middle of a radio show. And that's why we did the walkover and, and we broadcasted that. But we became friends, and um, the last radio show I was doing at SiriusXM with Carl Ruiz and Vic Henley and Chris DiStefano, uh, Stunt Brain came in a lot, and he was on it a lot. And, uh, and he was really close with Carl and Vic as well. So long story short, he lives in Delaware. He doesn't come up here much. So um, Stunt Brain texts me. He's like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm coming up for a memorial. I guess um, one of his friends from Z100 that his wife died of... Uh, I guess I could talk about it without mentioning names. His wife died out of nowhere, had like a, a massive stroke. She was totally healthy and it just it just happened. You look very, very stoned. I think I'm I think I'm lacking sleep to be honest with you. I um I was up at five. I do look uh extra tired. That's why the hat and that's why I even went like this to make it a little <laughs> the hat's a little lower than usual. Um so he came up for this memorial. Uh, we went to a place called, uh, well, they were having it at Prohibition. I walked him over there. But he texted me, and it was really cool. He goes, hey, Ope, I got a couple hours to kill. You want to go hang out at Vic Henley's bench and uh, catch up? I'm like, hell yeah. And I don't think I've seen him since uh, COVID. We've kept in touch through the phone here and there. So I go, hell yeah, Mike. So uh, I met him in the park. For those of you that don't, that don't know, Vic Henley's got a, a bench dedicated to him in uh, Central Park. That's what you could hope for in life, you know. You live a really good life. The best you could possibly get is maybe a bench with a tiny little plaque on it that says Vic Henley. He made it. He's got a bench with a plaque. And I guess as long as uh, his family pays that bill to the city of New York, 
he'll have that plaque for a while in, in Central Park. And eventually uh, the family will not pay that, uh, pay that bill. And then they'll probably take like a, this is, this is reality of life. Then they'll take a screwdriver, they'll remove Vic Henley's plaque, throw it in the garbage, and they'll put somebody else's name on the goddamn bench. But for now, it's Vic Henley's bench. And he's behind a, a backstop on uh, one of the fields in the Great Lawn of, uh, of Central Park. So if you ever find yourself in Central Park and you're near the Great Lawn, look for the backstops. There's a bench, and you'll see Vic Henley's uh, plaque. So me and, me and uh, Stump Brain, we sat there, I don't know, for at least an hour just catching up and reminiscing about uh, the old days of radio, some of the Opie and Anthony stuff, talking about Carl and Vic. Talked a little politics um, and just had a really, really good time. It was really, really good to see him. And then we walked over to uh, Prohibition on the Upper West Side where he was having his function. And we're sitting outside having a beer. And a homeless guy comes around. This homeless guy looked like he could have been an old rock star or an old movie star that went really, really bad. He actually was a really good looking homeless guy. But he had gangrene on his leg. I mean, he was in bad shape. And he was probably on the H. And we were sitting outside on a, a high top. And then there were two uh, really nerdy guys right next to the sidewalk trying to have a beer. Not a hint of uh, testosterone between these two guys. <laughs> the homeless guy was giving them the business. They were scared out of their minds and didn't know what to do. They were trying to ignore the guy. And... Uh, and the homeless guy is like, what What'd you say? And they're not even talking to the guy. And, and he's just intimidating them big time. And me and Mike, no offense, we were kind of laughing. And then the owner comes out. And he's trying to get involved, try to get rid of the homeless guy. And these, these two poor guys are scared shitless. So they take their beers and they go inside. And then uh, the, the homeless guy, the homeless guy uh, tries to mess with me and Mike. And I just go, what? What? And he, he's like already backing off, but he's, he's still going strong. And then, and then Mike starts speaking German to the guy. And then the guy's talking about being in the CIA and the FBI. And then he's like, and then he's telling the owner, I'm coming by here every single day and there's nothing you could do about it. And, uh, and I'm going to just stand in front of your establishment and spit all day long. <laughs> And then he was trying to intimidate us. And I'm looking, I'm like, bro, I, you're, I, I'm, not, I'm not scared of you. And then Mike is just continuing with his German. And the guy's head is like, he's like all confused because he's, I think he's thinking this usually works. And his dumb head that might be on some H, he's thinking, wait, usually when I intimidate people, they back down. But these two aren't backing down. I'm giving them the death stare. And I keep just going, what, what? And Mike is just speaking German really loud. And then the the guy walks off and he goes, I'll be back. And then long story short, uh, he did come back and he was met with, uh, I believe would be the 20th precinct here in New York City. And they're like, oh, we know about this guy. Oh, we get a lot of complaints about this guy. And they they escorted him to one of the uh, patrol cars and took him away. Uh, 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 can you, I got a shout out coming in. Any chance you're, you could shout out East Skate Club for me, Skateboards Charity I work with in New Zealand. Yes, I know I'm being that guy. Yeah, I can't, I, I can't do that, sir. I'm sorry. 
I can't do that. Bro, for real, let's break this down. You're checking this out in New Zealand, which I find completely amazing. I want to be in one of those giant balls rolling down a hill, by the way. I think that's what you're known for. And I think you have, I think you have way too many sheep. When we see like sheep in New Zealand, we think, oh my God, how amazing is that? But then I hear that there's way too many sheep and they don't know what to do with the damn sheep in New Zealand. It's kind of like the, uh, the kangaroos in Australia. We think they're all cute and nice and they're like, we're being overrun by stupid kangaroos. But to us, because we live in a faraway land, uh, we think it's amazing. Uh, but with that said, how many people do you think you're going to reach with your little plug in New Zealand on my little live stream? <laughs> please, please let me know how, how well this, uh, this worked, okay? But, uh, but welcome, Emmett. Welcome to my little live stream. Why do you hate home? Bobby, you're trying too hard. Day after day, you're trying too hard. You know that I'm actually the guy... But see, then you say this shit and then it looks like you're, you know, you're bragging. But I'm the guy that hands out shit to homeless people as I go. Whatever I got. The other day, matter of fact, we were going back to our car and a homeless woman on the sidewalk. I got all this extra food for my daughter's birthday party. She's asking for money. And I'm like, look, I don't have money right now, but I got a lot of food. Would you like some food? And a lot of these homeless people, if you offer them food, they get really, really mad at you because they want the cold, hard cash. But she was legit homeless because some of them aren't legit homeless. You know that, right? Uh, I could tell some of those stories I have over the years. The, The garbage bag lady that used to be in Midtown that would lay on the subway steps in just a black garbage bag begging for money and all the rubes going back to the suburbs. They would be like, oh my God! And they would be handing out crazy money to this lady. And the papers did a story on her because it was so sad and pathetic that she's just laying on the subway steps in a giant black garbage bag that they're like, we need to know more about this lady. This is so sad. And they followed her and she would get to a, a decent car And she would change out of her uh, giant black garbage bag and put on regular clothes and drive away with her bounty. So there's a lot of that that absolutely happens in New York. But with that said, you know when you come across someone that's uh, for real in need. And I didn't have money for this lady for whatever reason, but I had a lot of food left over from the party. And I go, well, I don't have money, but I got food. Would you like some food? She goes, yes. Then I, I got down on my knees, Bobby, and I, I went through all my food. I'm like, take whatever you want. What do you want? I got grilled cheese. These fries from Get Parts are amazing. I got, I got a bunch of burgers left. I got a giant pretzel. What do you need? She took a couple slices of the, um, of the grilled cheese. She took a little box of French fries, and she took a burger. And then I said, please have a nice day. And she thanked me up and down and we walked off. I don't hate homeless people. I actually try to take care of them as much as I can, Bobby. But I wasn't going to deal with the homeless guy with the the gangrene leg trying to intimidate us yesterday at uh, Prohibition on the Upper West Side. Long live Alex Jones. Ryan, whatever. Whatever. 
I know I, I know I live in a, a world with uh, terrible people. I, I hope that works out for you. But he's a con artist. He's been conning you and many other people. And, and I think that uh, a lot of his conspiracy stuff was absolutely worth looking into, 100%. But then he went way too far. He, he went completely off the cliff. And what he put those families through uh, from Sandy Hook is despicable. Oh, if you had to be homeless in any city, which city would you choose? Oh, my God, I've gone. I've thought of this many, many times, to be honest with you. It would be really stupid to be homeless in, uh, in New York. Uh, I think a lot of people think that New York City leans liberal. And, and, I, and certainly New York City does lean uh, liberal. But they don't tolerate the homeless in this city like other cities. Think Seattle. Think San Francisco. The homeless situation in those two cities alone are completely out of control. They're taking over huge, huge areas of, of the city. When you drive into San Francisco, I was in um, uh, Santa Rosa, California, and then I had to drive, uh, get driven back to the airport to fly home. I mean, the homeless were on the side of the highways. As far as the eye could see, it's completely out of control. But as far as New York City being a liberal city, they do not tolerate the homeless. You do not see homeless, homeless excuse me, encamp, encampments. You'll see a homeless person here and there and everywhere, but you, you'll never see really a group of homeless people. And if that starts happening, they break it up immediately. And they've made it incredibly hard to just simply sit down in New York City because they don't want homeless people laying on the benches and whatnot. So every surface, it's really hard to sit down on, and that's to prevent the homeless people from laying around New York City. Uh, this story sounds like a power fantasy. I, I can only tell you, uh, uh, Erky, Erky, Erky Jokoharanen. Um, it's the God's honest truth, that story. If you want to believe it, that's really up to you. I, I don't fight those dumb battles anymore. Like, when I know I'm telling a story that is 100% true and, and then someone, like, tries to say it's not true, I, I don't have, I really, truly don't have time for that. That I'm not, that's why I'm not doing back and forth with people that I used to work with. I, I, I know I have to defend myself and fight back. I will give my two cents on some shit. And if you want to believe it, great. If not, whatever. Whatever. I don't I really don't have time for that. Do 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 do. Alright, I'm gonna make this a short one today because um uh, I never walked doggy yesterday and I know he has a couple torpedoes that he needs to get out of his body. And um and you know what? I don't feel like doing this anymore today for whatever reason. I just don't. You know, I think Alex Jones should have backed out of his sandy hook garbage. You know, and people are defending him because some of his conspiracy stuff is absolutely worth uh, checking into. What? A, yes. See, I'm that guy. We live in a world you have to blindly follow everything that a guy puts out there or everything a party puts out there. And I really believe you got to like, you got to kind of like swim through the bullshit and go, oh, this shit. Okay. Wow. He's making some good points about this and that. And oh, this one's pretty good too. Sandy Hook. No. But you can't do that in this new world we live in. You've got to be either all in or all out when it comes to political party and people like Alex Jones. And I find that completely pathetic. I, I really, I really do.
boom, boom, boom. boom.